0: All right, let's get into our final conversation of the day. We're looking at the quest for the independence of Western Sahara. Uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa offering his government's unapologetic backing uh, for the partially recognized Sahrawi Arab Democratic Republic. It was during a state visit that was held in the last week. Uh, President Ramaphosa, of course, also joining the Botswana president in an official letter with Mr. Bright him earlier this month uh, let's invite onto the show hanif Hendricks, who is leader of the al Jama party hanif good morning to you thank you so much for your time this morning
1: oh good morning and thank you very much for the invitation
0: firstly let's talk about your own affiliation with the people of uh, western sahara and uh, just why it is as a political organization you have taken up this cause and you have been part of this fight.
1: Yeah, look, the Polisario Front and the president of Western Sahara asked Al Zamah to come for an official visit. Uh, but then COVID uh, uh, came and uh, also the ambassador passed on. So the ambassador came to Parliament and we hosted him in Parliament and he explained to us. Uh, the uh, background uh, with regard to the quest for independence of uh, Western Sahara. He then presented to us a document signed by Oliver Tambo. And as you know, yesterday uh, was Oliver Tambo's birthday, so happy birthday, Oliver Tambo. Happy birthday, South Africa. He was a great leader. So in those documents, there were certain undertakings by the African National Congress, which uh, we then scrutinized and uh, verified. And um, the ambassador also gave us uh, a a background of um, when the ANC uh, MK members, uh, there were also APLA members, there were members of other smaller liberation movements in South Africa, uh, In the surrounding African states. And they were hotly pursued by the apartheid regime. And uh, uh, the apartheid regime, uh, you know, uh, started um, uh, bombing uh, certain infrastructures uh, of the countries that were harboring MK uh, veterans. And um, they, uh, 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 with impunity, one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, politic, uh, one of the liberation movements in Africa, the Polisario Front, then came to the assistance of the South African, uh, 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 let me say, MK members and uh, and freedom. Let's call them freedom fighters, and uh, assisted them, nursed them, gave them food and then uh, this came to the attention of the south african government and they knew about the dispute between morocco and western sahara so south africa together with some other countries france put together 112 tanks uh, to send to uh, morocco to rout the polisario front so that the uh the freedom fighters of africa no longer has that kind of support. The Polisario Front fought back and they captured 50 or 60 of the tanks. Now this whole story was again repeated to Cyril Armaposa at his official residence and uh, they then handed the 60 tanks to South Africa and told them uh, distributed amongst the countries to, uh, to the, handed to the ANC. They told the ANC, distribute the tanks in the countries where which is giving you refuge, so at least you can defend yourself when the apartheid forces come uh, and try and attack and sabotage and, and, and bomb where they think uh, you are. And uh, so uh, it is uh, quite a story that, you know, um, the tanks that the apartheid government gave to Morocco uh, to rout uh, the Polisario Front, Half of it was captured by them and they gave it to the ANC uh, to defend themselves. So Oliver Tambo uh, really appreciated uh, this gesture by the Palosario Front. And to cut a long story short, in the letters that I personally saw, uh, it was uh, an agreement that when the African National Congress comes to power one day in South Africa, they will assist Palosario Front if they didn't get the independence just like they are assisting uh, the African National Congress and other liberation movements now. So that is a bit of the background. So we are very passionate, and I was concerned that, uh, you know, the prison leadership of uh, the African National Congress are not aware of uh, this undertaking signed by Oliver Tambo, uh, this assistance at the Polisario, Frank came. So now is the time for South Africa. Uh, To carry out the legacy of Oliver Tambo it's not good enough just to sing happy birthday. We left the legacy behind. We need to now honor the undertakings that uh, African, the liberation movement leaders gave to the Polisario Front. They need our support diplomatically at the moment. As you know that the uh, referendum committee which was established, uh, the term of office comes to an end at the end of October. So uh, it has to be renewed in the General Assembly. And I think with the two-thirds majority vote so that it becomes it binding. And it's, and the way things are going uh, with uh, America and France uh, supporting uh, Morocco and also uh, France giving Morocco drones to route the... Uh, the, in, the citizens of uh, Western Sahara, the Sahrawi uh, people, you know, you it's going to be very tough uh, towards the end of October and the beginning of September uh, of November, because if the mandate of the referendum committee is not extended, it's the end of the ceasefire, and then it's an opportunity uh, for Morocco and France and other countries to crush, uh, uh Western Sahara. So South Africa needs to make sure that in the General Assembly, as many af- African countries as possible and other countries support a resolution to have a referendum and let, let the people of Western Sahara decide whether they want to, uh, you know, integrate with Morocco or whether they want uh, independence. And so we are, everyone seems to, Uh, support that, except Morocco. Mm. And uh, so that's where you stand at the moment.
0: It's interesting because, you know, this fight for self-determination, this is on the part of the Sahrawi people, has been taking place for decades now. Why do you think it is that there does seem to be somewhat of a of a muted global response um to this fight and that the world effectively um, the global community i'm talking about here doesn't seem to be much paying much attention to it despite the fact that it has been raised even on, on united nations platforms before
1: yeah look there are many resolutions uh, you know to uh, give the people opportunity to have a referendum and to be, I think, the 54th state of Africa. There's a lot of support for that. There's a lot of support to end occupation, to end uh, 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 colonialism uh, in Africa. And uh, so, uh, why it hasn't happened is because it's one African country occupying another African country. You know, the, so that makes it a bit more difficult. I think that African countries. Uh, You know, uh, it's easier uh, to get uh, uh, um, independence from a a foreign invader, Uh, but when another African country, um, you know, occupies Jewish problem, and secondly, they are both Muslim countries. So one Arabs, the other African. So Arabs are oppressing Africans and occupying an African country. (coughs) So that's, that's some of the dynamics. Uh,
0: that we are facing with. When we look at Morocco currently and the kind of uh, economic activity that they have in that region, so some of the figures put it at nearly, um, you know, the fact that at, at Morocco controlling about eighty percent of, of of the of the region and and really then continuing to push uh, for this autonomy, continuing to push for um, this region to fall under it. Do we have? Um, a unified voice from the African continent over what should happen uh, on Western Sahara?
1: Look, we, uh, we have a unified voice. And because Morocco is also an African country, and there was one time when Morocco was kicked out because of the occupation and of being a colonial power, they are back again now. Uh, the unified voice was, okay, let's compromise, let's have a referendum, and um, uh, uh, let's let's give the people an opportunity to decide, uh, which seems to be, uh, you know, a fair uh, position as far as African countries are concerned. The problem with the referendum for Morocco is that they want uh, to uh, have their own voters' role, whereas the Sakharari people want to use the voters' role. I think, uh, I don't know which is the last country which occupied them. I think it was Caraccia, Italy. So the idea was that um, they use the, uh, you know, the uh, the voters' role of the uh, colonial power because that would be like impartial, neutral, and then see what the people want. But Morocco wants to put up a... uh, a, a uh, voters role uh, because a lot of Moroccans because course, you mentioned they occupy 80% of the country uh, they obviously will inflate the voters role And uh, but even in spite of having that opportunity, Morocco still don't want to go ahead with the uh, referendum uh, because these, the people, uh, I don't know if you've seen the latest demonstrations where especially women are standing up under one-day independence uh, in of Western Sahara, uh, the indication is that um, uh, there is a strong push for independence. People want their freedom. And um, uh, this was explained to President Ramaphosa at his residence in Pretoria. I was the guest of the president. I also gave him a briefing, the same briefing I gave you, when the ambassador visited because he didn't know about the historical relationship. So Africa at the moment is supporting uh, Western Sahara because of the position of the African Union. But, uh, you know, the African National Congress is in power. They have signed agreements. So it's a double whammy, it's a double barrel of support
0: mm-hmm.
1: make up for our uh, Western Sahara and the Polisario Front assisted our freedom fighters when they were routed by the apartheid government in the neighbouring African countries whose infrastructure were damaged. So those tanks are up quite a lot.
0: I wonder then, you know, what do you think the role of, of ordinary South Africans can and, and should be where this conversation is concerned?
1: Look, when it came to trying to end apartheid, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you find that even in Britain there were demonstrations in Trafalgar Square, there was a sports boycott, uh, there were quite a lot of interventions, consumer boycotts, uh, which all which brought down apartheid. So all the these South Africans uh, uh, should also reciprocate and yeah, I've given an actual example of assistance by the Zaharari people and their political organisation. South Africa should, uh, President Mandela said, no more apartheid. And you know, and uh, uh, this is like a return uh, to apartheid because the reason Morocco wants Western Sahara is because of the fertiliser. You know, there's nearly, I think, 200 kilometres of with phosphate and fertilizer, uh, which they uh, have now confiscated. And I don't even remember a few years ago in Port Elizabeth, a ship carrying that phosphate fertilizer docked and uh, the Western Sahara, some of Africa, managed to get a court interdict and that fertilizer was confiscated And the sip was returned, and the fertilizer was given to charity because it belonged to the Sakurari people, which Morocco stole. Morocco stole their fertilizer because they were occupying, like you said, 80% of their land, and on that land, you had this uh, uh, fertilizer, uh, you know, which they uh, uh, used to trade to boost their economy. Because Morocco, at the moment, is in dire straits. Uh, The economy is down, the GDP is down, Uh, they are heading towards a failed state and so they're holding on to everything they've got including the fertilizer of western sahara
0: all right hanif Hendricks will have to leave it there for this morning he's the leader of the al-jamaa party and as you heard uh, one of those that have been vocal really about um, you know the conflict of western sahara and what they believe is the rightful thing to happen here we know that uh, following that visit and that uh, support uh, by South Africa, the Moroccan government has blasted our government uh, for its continued support uh, for the independence of Western Sahara. But I think Khanif put it well when he said it's not really a new position. South Africa has long maintained that there should be uh, the right to self-realization uh, and actualization for the people of Western Sahara.